Hey guys, check out Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0, brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp, a fully updated second edition, reviewed and revised by an expert panel of certified Italian wine ambassadors from across the globe. The book also includes an edition by Professore Attilio Scienza, Italy's leading vine geneticist. To pick up a copy today, just head to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. Welcome to another episode of On the Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Each week, she travels to incredible wine destinations, interviewing some of the Italian wine scene's most interesting personalities, talking about wines, the foods, as well as the incredible travel destinations. Hello, my name's Stevie Kim, and welcome to Italian Wine Podcast On the Road Edition. That means we'll be playing this video also on the Mama Jumbo Shrimp, our sister channel, YouTube channel. So today we will be going through some of the master classes during Wine Cube for Arteza. We've done this already in the past. We've done it in Milan. And today we have, of course, one of the lead speakers for one of the master classes, especially about champagne. So who doesn't love champagne? And here with us today is a truly a champagne expert. Her name is Vanya Valentini, correct? Yes, exactly. Okay, so Vanya, so tell us a little bit about yourself for our audience who may not know who you are. Where are you from? Are you originally from Rome? Actually not. I'm from North. I'm from uh, Emilia-Romagna, close to Bologna, Reggio Emilia. It's a place where we drink a lot of sparkling wine, but the sparkling wine is red, yes. bubbles, Lambrusco. Uh, so we are quite in our blood, the, the bubbles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if it, this is the reason why I'm so passionate about uh, sparkling wine or champagne, but I'm in charge for the Guide, the Grandis Champagne in Italy, which is a guide. It's a guide. Concerning champagne. What I'm doing is I'm going champagne very often. Uh, tasting, tasting, tasting a lot of champagne, writing about the champagne and then this guide and also in my website, which is bagnavalentini.com. But in the last couple of years, I realized that also in Italy, we are growing very much about sparkling wine, since we have a lot of different grape varieties, different soils and terroirs in Italy as well. And so I start to be passionate about also Italian sparkling wine in the last time. Okay. But of course, champagne is always the king. <laughs> so. Yeah, okay. You're highly specialized in sparkling wines. Yes. Is that correct? So today you did a special tasting. How many wines did you taste today? I had uh, nine different sparkling wine, three from Italy and uh, six from uh, champagne. Okay, so give us a little bit of the dry tasting, what you did today. Uh, what I tried to do in a very short time, because it was just an hour, so it wasn't so much time, but I uh, tried to let people concentrate on the glass and try to find out what terroir, soil and grape variety was inside the glass different. So it wasn't a competition, you know. Of course, champagne is champagne, Cote Blanc is Cote Blanc, Montagne de Rems uh, or Cote Bar is different. And also Italian sparkling white wine, especially when they are coming from a very good uh, producer or really organic, especially organic producer, you can find different shades into the glass. 
so to the Sprite to listen. So what are the three Italian wines you've tasted today? The very first one was Amidio, which is coming from uh, Suave, which is famous for different... Uh, Carugate. Voilà. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, the, the name of the Maison is uh, Carugate, and it was uh, really stunning because it was grape uh, variety, which is called Durello, which is not so famous, but it's impressive. It's not famous at all. Nobody knows. Yes, but it's, it's a only, secret. Yeah, exactly. We have in Italy only 450 hectares of these grape varieties. It's only there with volcanic uh, soils. And it's impressive because you really can taste the citrus, the fruit in the mouth. The Very high in acidity, right? Yes, and also a lot of longevity. So you had one Durella. And what, what other two Italian And ones? then we had uh, Trento Doc. So we moved a little bit north in Trentino. Of course, you have a different soil. You have a Dolomia which is uh, you, where you have the Dolomites, uh, mm -hmm. Montagnes, and Chardonnay. And it was impressive because you had a sparkling wine with 10 years on yeast. Mm -hmm. But it was so fine, so elegant, so delicate, but at the same time with a lot of body structure, so really good. Most of the people appreciated it. And it was really, really interesting and elegant as well. Uh, which was the... Uh... Uh, Decatos, the name, okay. from uh, Cantina Roeno. Aroena. Oh, yes, I've the had that wine, yeah. actually. Okay, and then the third Italian wine? The third one was uh, Marc Alberto. We still are in the north of Italy. We are in the Lange, where Barolo comes for Barbaresco. This is a sparkling wine with 70% of Pinot Noir, 30% of Chardonnay. The soil are from limestone. And it was so elegant with uh, some uh, butter scents, uh, more expressive. So that was your last wine, right? Third yeah. wine to Italian, start the, go to do go over to the Champagne. Yes, then we moved to the Cote Blanc in Champagne. That means Chardonnay, 100%. Crama, which is a Grand Cru in Cote Blanc. The name of the producer was Dieu Beauvalois, which is a small vigneron, uh, 15 hectares. And it's uh, so beautiful because it's a perfect picture of the Cote Blanc. Citrus, Cray, which is the, the white stone you have there. Really, really fragrant, really fresh. Sure. And perfect picture of the Cote Blanc. Really expressive, really fresh, really straight. And then we still had uh, the Beauvalois with uh, vintage 2015, which is very impressive and generous vintage in Champagne. Okay, and then do you recall? And then we moved to the Valle de la Marne. You find a different uh, grape variety, especially there, which is the Meunier. So we had Eric Tallier with 100% uh, Meunier. They don't call it Petit Meunier anymore. No. Actually, they call it. Yeah. Still, because they've been saying yeah. Petit Meunier for ages, yeah. so they still call it Petit Meunier. But the, actually, the proper name now is Meunier, which is uh, red grapes, uh, generous, fruity, but with Eric Taillet, which is uh, the name of the producer. You also have, uh, even here, freshness, elegance, uh, a lot of a lot, a lot, lot of minerality. And there, you don't find the chalk, like in the Beauvalois, in the Valle de la Marne, you find different soils, clay, Sands, uh, the also limos, limo, lime. So, how does that translate into the taste of the wine? The Meunier is really fruity, but the Ritaillet is good because uh, Meunier sometimes is too much, it's too heavy. You don't even say that it's a uh, Meunier, you don't even say it's a uh, Valle de la Mar because it's too elegant, very elegant. So, it's fantastic vigneron, I think, because with the trees, rustic. Uh, Great varieties, it creates a really elegant uh, expression. Okay, and what about the next one? 
The next one was still uh, Eric Taillet with a different parcel, more structure. So you had like three champagne houses and two labels from each champagne yes, house? Okay. so different parcel, very old vineyards from the dad, so more expression, more structure. And then we moved to the Côte de Bar or Aube, mm -hmm. which is the south of Champagne, which changing again the soils. Are you enjoying this podcast? There is so much more high-quality wine content available from Mama Jumbo Shrimp. Check out our new wine study maps, our books on Italian wine, including Italian Wine Unplugged, The Jumbo Shrimp Guide to Italian Wine, Sangiovese Lambrusco and other stories, and much, much more on our website, mamajumboshrimp.com. Now back to the show. It's more ancient. It's a Kim Meriches coming from... 150 million years ago. It's the same soil of Chablis, because the same soil of Sancerre. And there you find uh, Pinot Noir, especially Pinot Noir, 95% of Pinot Noir in the Aube or Cote de Bar, the same. Today we have the Drapier, which is a really old maison from the 1100 century. The very first bottle we had was uh, the Saint Souffre, without sulfide, without dosage, so very pure Pinot Noir from the Aube. And it was the completely uh, opposite of the Cote Blanc of the Beauvalois because it was generous, red fruits. Uh, at the same time, it was fresh and salty. You can read uh, the terroir and the soil. And then we go to the um, Grand Cendré, which is the Cuvée de Prestige of the Maison de Trapier. And there you find Champagne had uh, 10 years on East, 55% Pinot Noir, 45% Chardonnay. So elegant, so full body, so structured. It's like a, a red wine. You can match it with uh, red meat or important uh, dishes in a, in a restaurant. So. And that was your last wine? Exactly. Yeah. So Vanya, for maybe some of us who are not as an expert like yourself in Champagne, how would you pair these wines with food? Of course, Champagne, we all drink it just on itself. But does it go also with food? Absolutely, yes. And what kind of, like, how do you pair the champagne with food? Well, it's, it all depends of the, of the champagne, of mm -hmm. course. But the nice thing about champagne, you can find the champagne for aperitif, really, you like the Beauvalois Blanc de Blanc, the one I said before, really fresh. You can drink it on the, on the beach without thinking anything, just freshness. And the one with more Pinot Noir, Romanique, with more fruit, red fruits and structure, so you can even match Pairing with uh, fish, but also red meat. So it all depends on the years, on the yeast, so the aging, of the grape varieties, of the area it's coming from. It is important to know about champagne before to decide how to pair uh, champagne, because champagne is really complicated. Because people don't, don't imagine eating um, red meat with champagne, right? I know, but Pinot Noir, for example, so a Blanc de Noir is a, a red grapes. So you can, you can even remove the skin in order to press it and to have a white sparkling wine, but the structure is from Pinot Noir. If you have a, a Blanc de Blanc, if you have a Blanc de Noir, you can taste and see and feel the difference. And especially when the Pinot Noir is, let's say, the aging is on, on bois and on the wood, and also many years on yeast, it gets structure and structure and structure. So it's absolutely more pairable with meat than some red, teeny wine. 
Okay. So let's say just one like practical question for our champagne consumers out there. If I have a budget, can you give us a, like a range of what kind of wines to choose? Because it's champagne, there's champagne and there's champagne, right? So tell us like the ranges of the prices for the three houses that you've tasted today. So the six champagnes. And then compare that with so the Italian very first wines. time, the very first one we had the Beauvalois, the Blanc de Blanc. So just two years on yeast, just Chardonnay, no aging on woods. So simple and straight. It was about. Would you like the price? Yeah, around 40, 45 euros, and it's really honest because today I have to say the Chardonnay in Cote de Blanc is about nine, ten euro per kilo which is impossible to find a price, price like the old world, and it's increasing. So inside a bottle of champagne, you have a 30, 14 euro only of uh, raw material of grapes. So it's an honest, really honest price, especially today that you don't find champagne. Champagne is uh, really impossible to, to have it because the uh, demand is really growing a lot. And then we have uh, Eric Taillet with the Meunier. It was a little bit more complex so I think it's about uh, you can find something like 80 euro but more complexity more structure more you know uh, research also of the aging until the Cuvée de Prestige which is the most uh, and better expression of the Maison with a lot of years on the east and etc etc and here Hahone's price is like uh, Grand Cendré of Trappier is uh, I think around 80 90 euro but we know that sometimes you can find a really big name of the good the prestige also 1,500 mm-hmm. euros. So it also depends. Champagne can, you know, the range is 40 until 1,500, 2,000. Yeah. All right. What about um, the Italian wines? What are the price ranges for those? Well, the, the Durello, the Trento Durello, I don't and... know really, but I don't think it's much. I think I, I don't want to yeah. say something wrong, but something 18, 20 euros. Mm-hmm. The Rueno, which is the Trento Doc, I think is about 45. And then Marco Alberto, same, 40, 45. Okay. One last question, Vanya. Okay. So if you had one wine to choose, to go to an island, which wine would you choose? Hmm, I, I change it all the time. Nowadays, I would say Crystal. Crystal. Yeah. Any particular? Maybe the 2008. The vintage. Because 2008, uh, it can uh, age forever. So, you know, I just keep it with me and I know that it's not going to, uh, <laughs> you know, to get older. So... Okay, well, that's a wrap from here. We had a conversation with Vanya Valentini, the champagne expert, and she did a masterclass with the champagnes, six champagnes and three sparklers from Italy. That's it. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. And see you next time. Ciao ragazzi! joining us on another installment of on the road edition hosted by stevie kim join her again next week for more interesting content in the italian wine scene you can also find us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods you can also check out our youtube channel mama jumbo shrimp to watch these interviews and the footage captured of each location chin chin